Welcome to 68 of the Half Point for Podcast, episode 68, I should say. My name is Evan Ridge, joined as always by my co-host Dalton Willie and producer Johnny Pham. And guys, we've got no fantasy football talk today, although maybe we'll sprinkle in a little bit of that as we go through these, but this is a prop bets episode. And to be clear, this is a lose all of our fake money, not real money type of prop bets episode. I've come to the conclusion that I would never bet real money on a lot of these, but it'll be a fun competition between the three of us. We went through very different strategies as we did this, but first Dalton, how are you tonight? Good. I just came to the great realization that our NFL draft episode will also be episode 69. <laughs> yes. Which is yes. super nice. Super and I actually, I, I realized that literally mid like thought. And I think that's why I bungled 68. In episode 68. <laughs> I, I literally realized this, the same thing you did. Uh, but it'll be fun. It'll be our second year covering the draft. And this year's draft feels a lot more hectic than last year's draft. As I'm sure we'll talk about with all these prop picks, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm excited for tomorrow's draft because it feels like anything could happen, and I'm hoping that our Kansas City Chiefs make a little bit of a move here, do something that gets me excited. Yeah, it's definitely uh, a tough draft to to peg. Just in looking up props, number one, if you look on like I, I did a little bit of my bookie and mostly Fanduel um, for these. Just between Fanduel and my bookie, I found way better odds, uh, better as in like longer odds. Uh, for for a certain pick that I thought, well, that seems like it's pretty straightforward, or at least not straightforward, but like a pretty like mainstream bet. Like a lot of people will be making it, I'm sure. And, and the odds were like it, it was like plus 125 on FanDuel and plus 250 on my book. You're like something like that. So even like pretty straightforward bets. Like there's just not a lot of consensus in this draft, and we've seen rumors of a lot of different guys being like there. There can only be. 32 guys go in the first round, but man, it feels like there's like 60 of them who have been rumored. Well, usually by this time, we know what the first pick's going to be. And I think it's been, it's been Thibodeau, Hutchinson, Trayvon Walker. There's even been some Neil talk mixed in with all that. And I think the first round pick is still up for grabs. Part of that's because it's Trent Balky, but it's still crazy that there's not just a consensus first round pick. And some of the betting books don't even have a consensus first round guy. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Johnny, I will let you start this off. I'll, I'll explain real quickly just just how we did this. So basically, I gave each of us a $1,000 budget of, of fake money. And we're, we're betting these prop bets however we see fit. For example, I think I have 17 picks, a lot smaller money on, on each of them. Johnny, I don't know how many you have. I know Dalton only has like six or seven and, and went big on him. So differing strategies, really no rules here. But the out, the the winner of this competition is obviously whoever nets the most money at the end. So, you know, you better use all 1,000 of your dollars on bets because that that just – you won't get any extra points for having more money left over because you only bet 500. Um, I'll make that part Am clear. I going – off of all of mine right now because i only have three you um, you do have that you do what you want you do what I you may, want just, just, do, just, just give us one and then circle back just 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 give us one and, um, and we'll circle and we'll circle back to you maybe in like 20 minutes i, th- I think one of my favorite ones is the johnny over... what's a thousand divided by three how are you how are you adding this straight up to a thousand you know i didn't do that math but it's gonna be 333 dollars and 33 cents <laughs> And the bookie, the bookie can keep the penny. Okay. But um, 
the over 10.5 SEC players take it in the first round. Uh, minus 132. Going to put uh, 250 nuggets on that one. Okay. I, you said the over for that one? Yeah, over 10.5. That was, that was one of mine as well. Um, at, at minus one thirty, do we both pulled from from FanDuel there? One hundred and fifty bucks on on that one for me. And just when you look at the the top of the draft, you've already got Evan Neal, who is for sure going in, in the yep. top ten at least. And then like a lot of the receivers, you know, Traylon Burks is like a borderline guy, but if he sneaks in that first round, then you're probably going to hit. You've got uh, obviously Jamison Williams, George Pickens, all those other Georgia defenders, like they're. As always, a lot of guys in the SEC that choose from it felt like there could be as many as like thirteen go in the first round if if things really broke a certain way. It's funny I didn't pick that one strictly because I didn't want to pull up a draft board and count uh, players from different schools, um, so I didn't bother with it. But that that's a really good. I think one. what we've learned is Dalton doesn't know who's in what conference after conference realignment from like twenty twelve. <laughs> yeah, uh, I'm still back in the old days when Nebraska was a Big Twelve school. <laughs> It's good. That's good for you. Um, I'll list one more. Um, Hold on, John. No, you, you, oh, you've already, you've already one given one of yours. If you give your second, then you're really you're two thirds of the way there, man. Oh, no, man. I was gonna add another one, and then yeah, okay. I'll, I'll okay. Oh, so through. you're adding another one, so you have four now. Yeah, I'll I'll, okay, so that, I'll add that, another one. That makes the math so better. Say, what what is that? Two right two, now. Two fifty. Two fifty a pick. That's a lot easier to divvy up than three thirty three point three three. All right. The next one is gonna be. Saints to draft Pickett or Malik Willis at minus 115. I saw that one as well. I, I didn't take it, but it was it was in consideration. I made a lot of Malik, Malik Willis bets that we'll get to <laughs> and I'm pretty nervous about, but, but we'll see. Yeah. I stayed away from any quarterback line and prop in this draft because I, I could not figure it out for the life of me where some of these quarterbacks are going. But – if you're really dangerous, it's plus ten thousand. Can you pick it to go one overall? Don't know why they would. Do that. <laughs> Don't know why they would do that, but you never know. They did pay Christian Kirk the most money possible, so. Yeah, you know, gotta get that backup for Trevor Lawrence in there. <laughs> gotta make sure you can measure hands correctly and have Lawrence's next to Pickett's. Okay, so I'll give three of mine since I clearly have have the most um, out of any of us. The first three I'll give will be all about the number one pick. So as you'll see, as we get in here, I have literally 0% chance of winning all of these because I did, there, there's a couple hedge bets in here, at least a couple. Uh, so the first one, Aiden Hutchinson to go number one overall, plus 250. Trayvon Walker to go number one overall, minus 225. And then this one was interesting because I, a uh, little birdie on on the internet, said that the Jags have been pretty in on Ikeem Okonwu, the other offensive lineman. Um, I don't know if he's going to go number one overall, but he's been a guy that they've liked. So I bet him at number one overall at plus 750, just, just as a long shot. So trying trying to nail down that Jaguars number one overall pick, ho- hoping it's one of those three guys. I would never recommend trying to figure out what Trent Baalke was saying. <laughs> I do think the – He's not going to draft Aiden Hutchinson because he still hates Harbaugh from the San Francisco 49ers days is a hilarious storyline and a storyline that we need in this draft, as crazy as it is. Oh, gosh. That would just be that, – that'd be a very Jags thing to do. But, no, I just feel like it's, it's probably between Hutchinson and Walker at number one. 
And then as I, I thought about Evan Neal, but I I saw I think it was on Monday morning quarterback from Albert Breer or from from somebody maybe that that Conwu has been a guy on the Jags radar for a long time. So I was like, hmm, okay, that's interesting. He's plus seven fifty. I'll just I put ten dollars on that one. So that just uh, just just a nice little long shot. And I think if I win the bet, I'll be like, you know, I I bet one ninety to win two fifty if it's if it's Hutchinson, and then it it gets a little bit better from there if it's if it's others, but I'll give a fourth one, Dalton, and then you give, give one of yours. So this one, Evan Neal, top five and Jamison Williams, top 10 plus 300. I thought that was interesting. I, I think Jamison, as I'll get to later on um, and other bets, I, I think he's a pretty strong candidate for the jets. And then Ev- Evan Neal, I think is right there on the border of top five. So plus 300, I, I didn't mind those odds. Are you at all concerned that the jets make a trade for, I saw today, on one of the boxes I was reading that they might either trade for DK or Debo right before the draft. And that would just ruin that, that Jamison Williams top 10. Cause I feel like I've seen a mock to the jets at 10 a, th- a thousand times now. So what happens to these bets? If those picks are, are traded, not during the draft, but if there were, I guess it's just null or we have to just fill in a new bet. If it's traded between now and like a minute before the draft. Yeah. We just have to know. If, I mean, if it's on the book though, you just lose your money. Yeah, but like, yeah. The, I guess theoretically they're already on the books. So, all right, Jets, don't trade <laughs> your pick because I, I tell you what, I've got, uh, I've got a lot, 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 lot in the game for the Jets uh, at their picks four and ten. I'll just say that. Oh well, let's hope you got it because I have a little bit of money on the Jets too here, um, and that's my first pick. Is I have Jermaine Johnson to go in the top five. It's plus three fifty right now, mm-hmm. and I'm putting two hundred on it. Uh, I, I have him going number four overall, exactly at plus three fifty. Yeah. So, the, and all mine, just so everybody knows, my lines are on DraftKings. If anybody wants to mirror me and go g- get poor, um, or if Robin, you want to, or if you want to go against Dalton, yeah, and make every bet against Dalton, you can do. You that. You could also well. fade me. Uh, but Robert Sala loves his defensive ends, and Jermaine Johnson is a guy that apparently has been going up their draft boards and. With the character concerns Thibodeau has had, it sounds like they don't really want anything to do with him at four, which it looks like he's going to fall to. Um, so I have Jermaine Johnson going top five, and that's with the consideration that I'm pretty sure the Jets are the ones that are going to pick him at four. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, to, to just add on to the Jets, I'll try and make sure I don't – I'm kind of skipping around to help conversation flow. So if I repeat these, let me know. Um Another another two stack I made with the Jets was uh, Ahmad or Sauce Gardner, depending on uh, depending on who's talking. I guess on draft night, what they call him, um, to go pick number four and Jamison Williams pick ten to the Jets is plus nine fifty. So I felt like if they didn't go D end, it was probably cornerback. And then I'm I'm really banking on Jamison Williams being being the pick at at ten to the Jets. I thought either him or Garrett Wilson. So I actually made another Garrett Wilson plus four hundred. Um, to, to be pick 10 for like, like a $50 bet as well. I think it's going to be one of those two. Why? I don't know. I just don't really, I don't know. For whatever reason, I don't really feel like Drake London is, is going to the jets. I, I Maybe it's a solid thing. Like a, like a yard after the catch receiver is what I think of when I think of him. Cause I think of the Niners. So maybe deep down that's it. And maybe that's faulty logic, but that's just kind of what I'm stuck on. Well, what's funny is during his tenure, and this is a reach, but a lot of people are making it. 
the the Niners never drafted a cornerback before round three mm-hmm. when Robert Sala was their defensive coordinator. So there's a lot of smoke around them not drafting anybody. But one of my other prop bets is I have Derek Stingley Jr. as the first quarterback off the board at really? plus one twenty five. I, I feel pretty years. strong. I feel pretty strongly it's going to be Gardner just because I, I've seen. I feel like Stingley he's he's fallen to like the mid teens, like early to mid teens and in, in mocks I've seen, like he's fallen to like 12 or 13. I've been like, boy, like, I don't think the Chiefs are going to trade up like that high, but like, if he's there, same thing with Tibba though. Like if either of those two guys are at 12, 13, like that's kind of when the Chiefs should maybe sweep in. I've seen the same thing. And a lot of that's been his combine testing didn't go well. And mm-hmm. those other two years at LSU didn't go great, but I read a really convincing profile on him that a lot of scouts were like the entire LSU team those other two years he were there was a dumpster fire on defense. And I, I'm, I'm wondering if – Well, and his whole thing was literally people said if he could have come out when he was 18, he would have been a first-round pick like yeah. then. So, like, this guy's been like a well-known prospect for, for three years now. Yeah, so I'm kind of betting that I think the draft hive mind got the, the Sauce Gardner hype train going, and I think that he might be it. And at plus 125, I felt like it was pretty good odds for me to get a good return. And mm-hmm. I only put 100 of my one unit on this one instead of some of the others where I was putting a little more money. Mm-hmm. Fair. So give me a couple more years. I think I've like kind of in a somewhat of a roundabout way, given like half of my picks already as we've talked. So I've, I've gotten through more of mine than I would, than I would have thought. Well, this one, uh, my draft crush slash player that I can't stop reading enough about uh, <laughs> is George Pickens. I didn't make any bets involving George Pickens. I did because this one felt like it was a gimme. It's George Pickens to go under 36 and a half picks, so 35 or earlier. I felt like I've seen him mocked in the first round so often that it's really hard for me to believe he's not going to make it out of there. Uh, and that's plus 130, so I'm putting $200 on that. I've he has a first round grade on almost everything I read or like a very near first round grade. And with the overall need for wide receivers from so many of the teams in this draft, I feel like there's going to be a run on wide receiver, um, especially with the way the market was this offseason. Teams are probably going to try to recoup that investment or at least smart front offices are going to pick up more wide receivers in a hopes they're not going to overpay a guy like Christian Kirk or Kendrick Bourne in an offseason. They don't want to do it. So I, I took that one. I feel comfortable about that one. I agree with you that I, I'd be pretty comfortable with that one. Just to give the counter argument to it, you could totally see the Packers and the Chiefs, who have four of the picks in the twenties. You could see those top three to four elite receivers go before they get the pick, and then they just decide, just decide, okay, we're going to double up elsewhere, and we'll circle back to receiver in the second round. So that that is the danger because then if neither of those teams goes receiver, which again, I think is unlikely, but like I would not put it past the Packers and you know, the, the chiefs every year where it's like, Oh, like they, like this receiver, they take this receiver here. It just doesn't happen that way usually. So there is just like a little part of me. That's like, I wonder if the chiefs are going to go like back to back defense in the first round and take a receiver in the second. Well, that would kill me because my fourth prop <laughs> is for the over on six and a half wide receivers to be chosen in the first round. That's minus 110. I put a, a unit on that. There um, was one on FanDuel that I kicked around and ended up not doing. That was, I believe, three quarterbacks and six receivers to go in the first round. I, I didn't do it, but I, I thought about it, and I was more hesitant about the quarterback. I have, too. It was nice, three yeah. QBs. It was like minus 135. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, you're praying that the Lions at 32 pick a quarterback with that one, I feel like. I, I, that's a tough one. Or two uh, overall? Yeah. Well, okay. We'll see. <laughs> uh, Malik Willis, two overall, was very good odds if you believe in that one. It was like uh, plus 5,000. Yeah. Um, Not bad. But, yeah, I just feel like because you have the top five with Traylon Burks rounding out the, the top five successful wide receivers. And then Christian Watson's been getting hype. George Pickens has been getting hype. I Sky feel Moore. Like Sky Moore and Jahan Dotson. Have been I've seen in mocks. I feel like you're gonna get seven that sneak into the first round. So I took it. Um, it does worry me that the the pickings going before 35 and that one are pretty close tied together. Mm-hmm. But I I just think that there's gonna be a run on receiver because of the crazy offseason we've seen and the lack of quarterback in this draft. Mm-hmm. So to kind of piggyback off of that one, um, John, I don't know if you saw this line. I don't think this one was on FanDuel actually, so probably not. Um, I have under 16 and a half offensive players to be drafted in round one at minus 130. So my logic on that one, I think it's going to come down to whether or not Linderbaum, the Iowa center, goes in the first round. He's been like falling um, a little bit lately. And then you got a guy like Traylon Burks on the board or like Jahan Dotson, and some of those guys. Like a couple of those receivers are not going to go round one. And then it really will come down to how many quarterbacks go round one? Is it just one? Do we maybe get two? If we don't get more than two, then I'm feeling pretty good about that under 60 and a half. And then like, even like Brees Hall, like I don't think he's going to be the pick in Buff- at Buffalo at 25. I think he's going to be a second round guy. So like if he doesn't sneak up and there's only like two quarterbacks that go in the first round, I'm, I'm feeling pretty good about that number. Well, there's only like two or three tackles that I've even seen mocked in the first round, mm-hmm. except there is that Tulsa guy that occasionally gets mocked to the Titans, um, which would definitely hurt that because I think that would put you at four tackles. And then... I have a mock pulled up right now on the athletic. He's mocked 19 in the Saints. Oh, wow. That is a Saints move. If I've ever heard of one, is picking a guy that not many people are on and then thinking. Shout out, Eli. I hope you're in here or in here later. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> um, that would be insane. But I like that. I looked at those props too, and I think that the defensive players, I think more defenders go. This seems like a deeper draft at mm-hmm. defender. Yep, I agree. And this one was actually, I think this is my favorite bet. And the reason why is because of something that Brett Veach said last month. I've got over four and a half cornerbacks to go round one. I think that's kind of against the grain um, if you're just looking at mocks, like the one I have pulled up right here, I think it's either three or four going in round one. But what Brett Veach said is if you have a cornerback who is a round two grade at the combine, you might as well put him in round one in the NFL draft because he's because it's just such a pass happy league. Everybody needs cornerbacks. I could definitely see the Chiefs going cornerback late and just like literally everybody needs a cornerback. And even if there are got it's not quite that many mocked in the first round. Just looking at, at this mock right now, like you've got Stingley at 12, and then obviously Gardner earlier than that. The Florida kid going in the, the early 20s, so that's three. Uh, and the Cardinals taking a guy in this one, uh, McDuffie from Washington, that's four. And then you've got guys at 35, 37, and 50. I'm betting one of those guys is going to hop up into the first round because that just seems like it would make sense in today's NFL. Yeah, I think I've got 150 on that, by the way. A pretty good pick, and I think a dark horse too. The the Ravens might be moving around to get a cornerback after their disastrous cornerback depth chart last season. So there are definitely teams that are needy for it. 
And there have been some guys who I've been seeing sneak up. Like Wooten is a guy who I've seen sneaking into the top 40. So I like that. Uh, definitely could be a cornerback heavy if only they would give uh, Hamilton the <laughs> quarterback tag. Yeah. Yeah, that would that would be very helpful, but I don't think that's going to happen. All right, Johnny, you've given two of yours. Is that is that right? You got two more? Uh, yeah, I have two more, but I mentioned one already. One of them was the, the quarterbacks. Uh, three three quarterbacks, six wide receivers, minus 135, 250 on that one. Um, and the last one, I'm really just betting on Malik Willis getting picked before Pickett. Uh, so it's Malik Willis, first QB taken. Um, Evan Neal, first offensive line taken. And then Breesy Hall is the first RB taken at plus 420. Did you just call him Breesy Hall? Breesy Hall, Brees Hall, same thing. <laughs> uh, I have Malik Willis as first quarterback. I, I didn't add the other stuff that you did, but I have Malik Willis first QB at minus 140. Yeah, I just like the, the value of like plus 420 and then 250 on that one should be. Although I will say, I made a very similar bet. I went Malik Wills first quarterback, Garrett Wilson first receiver, and Brees Hall first running back plus three thirty. So you think Garrett Wilson goes eight? I think it's either I think it's either Wilson or Jamison Williams are going to be the first receiver taken. So I've got bets that have both of those guys. And if it's Drake London, I'll be a little bit in shambles. Yeah. Well, and again, we've, we've talked about <laughs> it is insane how all of these wide receiver prospects have moved as the number one consensus overall guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just feel like the the quicker guys, the speedier guys, a lot of times just get they just get more draft type. There's a lot of times more teams who are willing to reach. For those type of guys, whether it's right or wrong, as looking at to, you, John Ross, <laughs> yeah, Henry Ruggs, yeah, um, obviously it was a shock when he went uh, as the first receiver off the board that year. Um, well, since we're talking about first taken, I think if anybody's listening, I think this is the easiest money in the draft. Um, so don't bet this because I'm probably wrong. <laughs> but I, I have Brees Hall as the first running back taken minus two fifty, and I put two hundred units on it or two units on it because. I just really feel like I know Kenneth Walker has gotten some respect and some people like him more on fantasy Twitter. But I think when it comes to like prospect profiles, there's not really been anybody I've seen willing to say that he's not going to be the first guy off well, the Dan, board. Dan Bugler at the athletic. He's got Kenneth Walker as his RB one. Well, I don't like Dan right now. Um, so. <laughs> I, I've got, I've got Brees mixed in the one I just mentioned as the first running back. So I think you're right, but I was a little bit scared to make that bet straight up with the, with the worst odds because I do, I, I wouldn't be shocked if they like all it takes is all it takes for anybody is one team, obviously, but like Kenneth Walker is like, he's such a good runner. All it takes is a team that wants that style of running back to decide that they want a running back and and he would be their favorite. I'm just a little bit worried about that. Well, and my concern is I think pick 33, the Jaguars just say, screw it and pick Kenneth Walker because <laughs> it feels like a Trent Baalke pick to do something like that. Um, that would be a catastrophe for a lot of different reasons if that's what they did. Oh, absolutely. But I, I felt like that one was some some of the easier ones. Out of all the positions, I think I feel strongest about being able to pick which running back goes first. Um, but I I just – I don't know. Any position could go first right now. I even saw – I don't know if you saw this, but I saw some people saying Sauce Gardner might go one overall. Um, that That's not happening. Never know. It is the Jaguars. That that's prime smokescreen right there. So I mentioned the cornerback bet. This is kind of the hedge to that bet. 
Um, or at least a, a semi-hedge, because I can still win both of these pretty easily. Under four and a half ACC players to be drafted round one. There's like a total of like five guys who are in round one, like five or six guys who are in round one range. I wouldn't be surprised if it's only three. I don't know if Pickett is going to go in the first round. And even if he does, I, sh- I could still be okay. There is the Clemson co- cornerback, Booth, who who is a fringe first-round pick. So if he goes first round, it helps. The other bet hurts this bet. But th- there's just not there's not a ton of ACC guys. There's Jermaine Johnson at the top. And I think Akonwu, he's from NC State. Yeah. And, and, then, and then there's like – I'm scrolling through it just even – there's booth like you said even trying to remember yeah there's uh yeah there, there's just not there's not very many acc prospects that, uh so i i decided i what the heck four and a half is a pretty low number all it would take is like one or two of those guys to fall and that's gonna cash yeah uh yeah i mean jermaine johnson's really the only guy that's been consistently mocked in the first and even then I've seen him falling out of the first in some people's. And uh, Zion Johnson from Boston College, he'll, he'll be a first-round pick too. So you've got two offensive linemen who I think are going to be first-round picks, and then like Kenny Pickett and some other guys a little bit later. Yeah, well, and I, I mean, maybe this is smoke, but I really don't think Kenny Pickett's going in the first round anymore. But maybe he still does. Maybe he does. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. I, I. I saw him mocked as the first quarterback off the board today, which would not be good for Johnny and I, that's for sure. Yeah, I ref- again, I refuse to tr- do any quarterback prop bets here because the quarterback market this year is so absurd, I can't figure it out. All right, so let's get into my quarterback, my last quarterback bet. The first one I mentioned was the prop with, with Malik Willis, Garrett Wilson, and Brees Hall. And then I had just straight up Malik Willis as the first quarterback. Now let's get a little more bold, plus 2300 here. $10 on this one. Very, Very, very small, very minor bet. Malik Willis to the Falcons and Kenny Pickett to the Steelers plus twenty three hundred. So you think Malik Willis goes eight overall? I think he might. I kind of have a weird feeling that because it made all the sense in the world for the Falcons to take quarterback last year and they didn't. It would just be so Falcons. And I'm not saying Malik Willis can't be good because he definitely has the tools. I think anyone who follows the draft knows that he's the guy who has at least the tools to get there. I don't know about the rest. But it would be so Falcons to be like, you know what? Eight overall this year at quarterback. The year that no one says take quarterback, eight overall. And even if they don't, like, you know, could happen later on. They could trade, they could trade back up for him. Like, I, I think we have seen some Malik Willis to the Falcons smoke. And I don't remember what his odds were just for eight overall, but like he his odds aren't that terrible for eight overall, if I remember. Well, speaking of quarterbacks in this draft, I don't know if you saw the report today that came out, but it was basically the Panthers begging people to trade up for their sixth overall pick. They were like, we have several quarterbacks we're considering, so if teams are looking Mm -hmm. to get a quarterback at six, they definitely would want to look at moving in front of us, which is the Panthers saying, trade for our pick so you can draft a quarterback because we don't want to. I wonder, I, I might be able to find this before we get off. A bet that I thought about making, and I kind of wish I did at this point, is because I made Malik Willis the Falcons part of that bet. I know there's been Steelers smoke with him for forever, so I'm wondering what the odds are just of him to the Steelers, not not even at a specific pick. Because well, I feel I mean, like I feel like that one has been a narrative. Mike Tomlin loves this guy for quite some time. Well, I was gonna say, have you seen the screen cap of Mike Tomlin watching him throw his deep ball at his pro day? It's <laughs> Mike Tomlin looks like he gets very excited. I have not, but I I believe it. I've seen a lot of. Uh, 
I see a lot of Steelers tweets. Like Twitter suggests a lot of Steelers tweets to me in the offseason. I don't know if it's because I engaged with them when the Chiefs played the Steelers. Like I was trolling about the the Melvin Ingram take, and I get Steelers tweets forever on my timeline. <laughs> a little, little karma there. I don't know why, but it, it, it's it still is happening. Oh, I, that sounds horrible. I just sort by new on Twitter to avoid that. Well, I have my final prop take here. Go for it. And I know I said I wasn't doing anything. Oh, the Steelers are plus 150 for Malik Willis. That's pretty high. The That's Falcons are plus high. 600. They're, they're, they've moved down a little bit. That'd be. I just don't know if he falls that far. I feel like the Saints, some teams in the way there. But my last prop, uh, this one's kind of quarterback related. But I have Daxton Hill, m- minus 140, being drafted before Desmond Ritter, putting $200 on that. Daxton Hill has been a first round guy for a lot of mocks and he's at least the third best safety in this draft. Um, Desmond Ritter does not seem to me like a guy that should have a first round or even early second round grade. And I just don't really think a lot of NFL teams are treating him with that same kind of respect. So, So the bet is Daxton Hill goes before Desmond Ritter. Yeah. That seems like an incredibly random line. Do you, you the DraftKings? Let me go find these draft pick parlay or these draft pick because the uh, ones that I saw were like you could bet on Hutchison and you know I can't even think of the other kid's name, but the Michigan kid who's got the blown out Achilles. Um, Ojabo. Yeah, you could you could bet on Hutchison and Ajabo to go first round. Makes sense. They're the same school. These are I had to double check. I was like, wait a minute. These these two are not from the same school that you're talking about here. Yeah, so they have on DraftKings these draft matchups. You have like Arnold Abetke to go before Brees Hall, uh Boya Mayfi to go before Kyler Gordon, uh, Chris Olave before McDuffie, and then like Derek Stingley or Jermaine Johnson. They're super or here's a fun one, Evan. Garrett Wilson or Jameson Williams. Which one do you pick? <laughs> Uh, I think Jamison Williams I'm more confident in. Yeah, but yeah, these are super fun on DraftKings. I want to go check them out. They're the draft matchups. Okay, I'm looking through mine. John, do you, have you given all four of yours? You're you're good, right? Yeah. Okay. All four I'm looking. In. Oh, I almost forgot. How can I almost forget? I saved the best one for last. A $20 pick. I'm sure you saw this one, Johnny, because I think it was on FanDuel. Mr. Irrelevant, you can bet on which position is going to be the last pick, a punter or a kicker. I went kicker at minus 120. (laughs) Whoa, you get better odds on FanDuel because you get minus 115 on... Uh, there you go. But like, like I said, the odds on my bookie were significantly better on Aiden Hutchinson, number one. Than on and on Fanduel, so it just like like we mentioned at the beginning, it really is all over the place. Even the kick, no one knows punter, kicker. It's a bit, it's a mystery. Maybe it could be a position player. Who knows? Yeah. Well, actually, it looks like DraftKings is giving you uh, offensive player or kicker or defensive player or punter are the two options. So you get offensive player with the kicker pop on Fan or on DraftKings. Hmm. Interesting. Well, yeah, that's my last one. Dalton, anything else on? On the draft, or Johnny, anything else on the draft or any picks before we close out? I really hope that the Kansas City Chiefs don't draft George Pickens, so I don't have to figure out whether or not I like George Pickens, and instead I can just ignore him as a fantasy player until I see him in the NFL. I look forward to George Pickens going at uh, the second overall pick in, in our rookie draft when the Chiefs draft him at 29. <laughs> Oh, this is going to hurt. Before we get out of here, I did want to share um, our buddy Eli, which for anyone 
who listens to the show but doesn't actually personally know us uh eli's obviously been on here a few times so you've probably probably heard him uh turns out the kid's a pretty talented graphic designer so we've got a pretty slick new podcast logo here's one that is blue i don't think this is going to be the primary at least not right now and then do i have it behind yes i do and then this one, which Dalton and I are calling a dark gray. John, Johnny says black. A little bit of controversy. It is here. black. I'm still convinced it's black. Well, I'm telling you, I literally went in the InDesign, pulled the exact like color code, and and like pulled up the, the color wheel and showed you. And it definitely is more on the gray than the black side. I don't know. Or, no way to tell. No one. Knows. Anyway, major shout out to Eli if you're listening or or watching uh, for making these logos. These are super sweet, and this will probably be um, on a lot of profile pictures coming near you guys very soon. And before we get out of here, I did figure I, I would at least circle back and, and update on what we're looking at for the NFL draft later this week. So the draft is, what, 7 o'clock start time, and that's like actual start time, not like 7 o'clock for a 7.30 start, right? Yeah. So I think what we'll probably plan on doing is around 8 o'clock. That should be about – I don't know, eight picks in, 10 picks in, something like that. Maybe we have a receiver that's gone by then or two. Maybe we have uh, Malik Willis has gone super early by then. But I think for the most part, it's going to be a, a run on defense early in the draft. That's not really what we're going to be there to talk about mostly. So we're going to skip that part to make sure we have enough steam to make it through the 20s because that's going to be a major run on receiver, I think. Or at least it could be. So I think Hopefully that's the plan. <laughs> I think that's the plan. We'll start around eight o'clock Central Time. We'll keep you guys updated on the Twitter as always. You can follow that at Half Point Pod. Follow us anywhere at Half Point Pod, and we will talk to you guys again during the NFL Draft this Thursday.